fire up. Hey, everyone. If you love combat sports, make sure to hit the like, share, subscribe button to the Drew Spirience. We're on all platforms. We're growing like a storm. It's a fast and approaching storm. So it's on YouTube, all pl audio platforms. Thanks to my sponsors, uh, Karate Joanne Fournier and Kyokush and Boucherville. Uh, if you're looking to take up martial arts, karate is fast growing, especially in the modern age. And if you're looking for quality Kyokushin, look no further than the Kick organization in Quebec with all the dojos that are around North America, both in Eastern Canada, Western Canada. Look them up. We're growing. And if you want to look, learn the values of martial arts, I would, I will not recommend anybody else but them. And with that, here we go. Oh, man, this is amazing. I'm your host, the Raging Jew or the Raging Rabbi Drew. I'm still figuring out my nickname. But today's guest, I am joined by the newest, one of the newest directors in the kick organization. I've been wanting to have him on. Trying to get this guy on is like trying to get Spider-Man to come on your show. He's like, the timing doesn't work. You know, he's legendary. You know, I want to thank Sensei Tony of his dojo. He is the one, the only, the newest director of kick, a successful business owner in both martial arts and in life. The one, the only, Sheehan Lino Gambuto. Welcome to the show, Sheehan Lino. Thank you, Drew. Thank you very much. How are you doing today, Sheehan? It's it's great to have you finally. Uh, I'm very fine, very fine. It's a, it's a lovely day so far. So, yes. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So, you know, I got to give a shout out to uh, Sensei Tony. He was the one that really wanted me to have you on. Yeah. Also, Sensei Joanne. Sensei Joanne was saying, when I said, yo, I said, I said, I said, you know, Sensei Joanne, Shian Lino is coming on my show. And she got very excited, as did Sensei Tony. So, to everyone in Hawkesbury who know, who loves learning under Shian Lino, it's happened. So, I always got to start my conversation with Shian. Yeah. Who was Shian Lino before karate? Like, because I know you have roots from Montreal. So let's talk about who you were before karate. Who I was before karate? Yes. Uh, uh, I live in uh, Chute of Londo, a little mm -hmm. village in uh, Ontario, mm -hmm. close to the Quebec border. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I've done my elementary and uh, and high school uh, in this area, which is Hawkesbury. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I was just a, a little boy having fun, you know, in a little village. Here we go. And uh, I started martial arts um, in 85. Mm. So I was uh, 16 years old. Before that, I was uh, I was uh, an athlete or uh, I love sports. I was doing a lot of sports and, of course, uh, soccer, a lot of soccer with my father that uh, taught me you know he's directly from Italy so of course I've learned a lot of little stuff with him but back then in the 70s and beginning of 80s uh, soccer was not that popular in in this area here so mm. unfortunately I uh, I've played soccer at a high school all right and suddenly uh, uh, we did have that chance that uh, karate showed up uh, in our region <laughs> so uh, yeah this is it <laughs> that's amazing so you grew up playing soccer, so when you go into soft to martial arts from soccer, because you're working your fast twitch muscles constantly with running, do you feel that helped you ease into doing karate when you started? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Being uh, someone that loves sports back then, of course, when you start martial arts, yes, uh, more at ease in the movements, uh, a lot of coordination, endurance, of course, eh? because mm -hmm. soccer, you know, it's a back and forth running, back and forth, so a lot of uh, endurance. So, yes, uh, and speed, too, uh, depending uh, where you play, 
position, uh, I mean, at soccer, well, gets you some speed, helps you in martial arts. Absolutely, yes. That's awesome. So the 80s comes, you started in 85. This is just right when the karate blow up is happening. You got Karate Kid. It was the height of Bruce Lee mania. You have uh, Dolph Lundgren, who's about to make his uh, international Hollywood debut. Actually, he did that year with in the James Bond film, A View to a Kill. Not many people know it. And then in Rocky Four. So tell me about that period, like just pop culture wise of martial arts. What was it like in 85, the, the martial arts scene? Ah, uh, martial arts. Well, you had those those guys like you mentioned, and Jean Claude Van Damme as well, mm-hmm. and also Steven Seagal. All yes. right, so the, these guys were amazing back then, and of course we were all uh, looking up to these guys, and of course, like you said, Bruce Lee. But also there was that period of the ninja. Mm-hmm. All right, so we wanted to to learn martial arts, and if we could at that time, of course, uh, ninja as well, ninjutsu. But uh, that was for uh, a little period of time. And here you go. So uh, and there was, of course, a lot of also a Taekwondo that we heard about it uh, mm-hmm. in this area, of course. So, so Taekwondo, uh, yeah. a lot, let, let's say a lot of uh, a lot of little boys uh, back then, they want to they wanted to be a kind of a, a Bruce Lee. Matter of fact, you know what? I didn't know nothing about martial arts. And uh, it happened that it was karate that showed up in my region. But me, I wanted to do Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Because Bruce Lee was doing Kung Fu. And for me, Kung Fu was better than karate. But I didn't know anything. But just, you know, le- uh, watching movies or listening to others or buying uh, um, magazines, uh, we thought that, hey, uh, Kung Fu is better without knowing anything. Anyways, <laughs> that's you how it was. Those old black belt magazines were basically the encyclopedia of martial arts every month that would come out. So I, I can understand how black belt magazine was a big influence for you back at in that the time. Day. Yeah. And I was buying uh, every month's uh, magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So 85. So this is right when everyone's on the come up, you have yourself, you have Shian Pierre Cataford, you have, um, you had uh, God rest in peace, Reynald Lucian, Reynald Lamar, yep. and uh, Alain Bonami. What is what was going on? How did it come to your region, and what was the influence of how Kyokushin started in the eighties? Like, what was that period? Okay, so in my region, what happened mm-hmm. is a um, it is a sensei, Richard Emon from Rigo uh, mm-hmm. on the Quebec side, Rigo. He had a dojo over there, and he was affiliated with the organization of Psycho Karate, mm-hmm. S-A-I-K-O, Psycho, which is a, a lake lake name in Japan. Mm-hmm. And directly, uh, Psycho was a, a, a branch, if I can say, of uh, Kyokushin, but without knowing it's Kyokushin. So that guy came and did a demonstration in Shuta Blondo, and I really liked the demonstration of that karate, which was, uh, like I said, Kyokushin, okay, purely Kyokushin. And uh, I liked it, and I joined in 85, September 85. So I started over there, and uh, we progressed uh, with that psycho karate. And then we passed brown, and then uh, passed black, you know, and uh, that's how it goes. So um, something happened to poor man, I mean, uh, Richard Raymond, so he had to close the school. Mm-hmm. And me, I wanted to... Uh, uh, to keep on. So I was a brown belt at that time and I was studying in architecture in Ottawa. All okay. right. So I had to drive from Ottawa directly to Montreal <laughs> to keep on my uh, my karate learning in psycho karate mm-hmm. to another school, of course, which is uh, was Marco de la Chopa mm-hmm. on the uh, corner of Saint-Hubert and Belchasse in Montreal. 
Okay. And uh, so I passed a black belt in uh, 90. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after that, I passed uh, second dan in 1992, December 1992. Mm -hmm. And uh, after that, I did, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, wrong, wrong. I passed <laughs> black belt in 88 and okay. December 90, uh, I passed uh, Nidan. Then, of course, uh, Psycho Karate, what happened is uh, went down, sorry to say that, uh, lost a lot of members and um, uh, the schools were closing. So I knew at that time that it was coming directly from Chien-André Gilbert Kyokushin. So I called directly Chien-André Gilbert and I joined uh, Kyokushin Chien-André uh, in September 1992. Mm, that's Here interesting. That's a that's thirty yeah thirty one years ago it's going to be and then, um talk about you know so you go you join in September nineteen ninety two so you go from psycho to which is like basically full contact like Kyokushin but it's just a bit different. The, finally, the organization was different. Katas mm -hmm. were the same. The the Dido geikos were the same. Training, okay. uh, the names, uh, everything was the same. Awesome. Okay, excellent. So that's that's amazing that you were doing it without really knowing it, just under a different name. That's amazing. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like I said, I didn't know nothing about martial arts. I knew, like everybody at that time, hey, karate, it's karate. And we, we bought uh, those magazines, you know? <laughs> Indeed. Like those little kids at that time. So true. So you meet so you meet Shian Andre Gilbert in, in September of 1992, and then... Yeah. What was it? That was like the real golden era of what I like yeah. to say Canadian Kyokushin because everyone was under that umbrella. We've all seen that famous poster where it shows Shian Andre Gilbert and all like it, it's like the whole organization with everyone there. So, what was that like back in that day with just being under with all the best of the best? Yeah, well, of course, it was very, very amazing. And uh, suddenly, like, you realized, okay, I find myself now with the uh, the tops of the tops right here in Montreal. And now I'm with these guys. I'm I'm affiliated with these guys. And like it was like a big shock, but very, very happy at that time. Mm -hmm. um, because of course I was I was at the, and I had my school because I did open my school in 1990. Mm -hmm. And when I just finished a, a architectural school at the same time, so opened the school in September 1990. And uh, joined, like I said, in 1992, mm -hmm. uh, Chien-André. So I was almost the only uh, school in Ontario. There was other schools in Toronto area, mm -hmm. but in Hawkesbury or Western, West, uh, sorry, Eastern uh, Ontario, I was the only school affiliated mm -hmm. with Chien-André. So he said, oh, yes, from Ontario, uh, absolutely. I would like to have a member in Ontario, close to Montreal. It's like, it's halfway between Montreal and Ottawa, one hour yeah. drive, you know, in both directions. So, uh, yeah, no, it was very, very something. And, and it's like, it's it's a personal pride, eh? Yeah. It's personal pride being accepted by these guys. And, oh, yes, absolutely. That's awesome. So, you know, so you join them and then, you know, you meet a young Xi'an, then I guess Sensei Pierre Cataford, now Xi'an. So I'm making yes. that very clear. So what was, how did that encounter happen in, uh, oh, in the 90s? It, it was, it was uh, very fun. Uh, so like I said, it's September 92. Yeah. Was accepted uh, with Xi'an André. And in October, there was that Dan exam, you know, second, third, fourth Dan at that time. So he said, now you may come. And... Uh, to those exams and you will see how uh, we work, how we proceed. Oh, of course, of course. 
So Shana Andre had told these guys that I was coming, you know, a guy from Ontario. So, okay, so the first night I arrived there, and suddenly there's these three guys, Shan Renard, Shan Alain, well, Sensei at that time, of course, eh? all Senseis. So Sensei Alain, Sensei Renard, and Sensei Pierre, that these three guys came to me directly, and they said that right away, you're from Ontario, and they start talking in English, you know, mm-hmm. to me, because I am from Ontario, and didn't know that people, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Francophones in this yes. area. As you can hear my accent, actually. <laughs> yeah, for so, like if for an Italian guy, you have like a like a like a like a bit of like a French accent. So I guess living in Montreal or whatever you did, you got used to it. Ah, here we go. So, <laughs> so anyways, these guys and and this is how I, I met the uh, Sensei Katapau at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to me, blah blah blah, starting to talk in English. It was very interesting. I said, uh, "Hey, les gars, je parle très bien français," and they they were all, they were all surprised. And oh, and then here we go. And uh, it started like this, and I guess that um, I guess that they did accepted me, and we liked each other, and and here we go. As you can see today, I'm still with uh, Sensei, and of course Shian Katafal today. <laughs> That's awesome! Like how, and it's just crazy how like the communities, like the bond. Like I always say, like when you're doing some sort of a pro, not me, but like when I. Like from what I understand, when you're doing some sort of project, whether it's getting a belt, whether it's doing a competition in Kata or Kumite, just the bonds you form from doing like that in the sense of community and in, in martial arts, whether it's Kyokushin, Jiu-Jitsu, Taekwondo, wrestling, it's just amazing to see like how like those are like those friendships are usually the strongest ones. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm still proud that today we 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 still have that uh, big uh, big relationship. I know very, it's a. Very- I know it's amazing. And it's interesting. You like it's, it's it's personal, you know, it's inside it's inside yourself. It really is. And it's 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 really amazing to see, especially uh like when I started doing Kyokushin, I started five years ago. Um, then I took a break, I came back, and then since you know, as I got my green belt, as everyone's seen, just the community is like, especially what we have going, it's it's really I've never seen something more organized and such with such a strong backbone. Like we really like it's really nice to see all the history that we've that you guys have accomplished. Yes, uh, yes, we are, and uh, I'm. We are totally aware of that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. good. Is always we always uh, uh, back each other's, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, help each other's, of course. And, and, and as you know, I'm in Ontario, so I cannot. I cannot go to Montreal every day. I'm kind of, I'm not as close. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean uh, tra- traveling, you know, mm-hmm. every day um, for the distance. But we talked uh, on the phone, Katafar uh, and I, uh, what uh, three, four, five times a week, <laughs> regularly. <laughs> so that's everybody's that's a, on the same page. That's amazing. So October, so September 1992, you yeah. jo- you officially join Andre Gilbert. She and Andre Gilbert Kyokushin. You meet Reynald. Cataford and uh, Bonami, and as the yeah. times years go on, you're building up. So tell me about like how you know. Remember, I like, I'm, I'm only I'm going to ask this carefully. Like you know, so you know, you've done a lot in your life. How did your love of martial arts, like not the love, but, like with the the background you have in architect and other life experiences, how do you feel it helped you succeed at Kyokushin with the pat and gave you the passion you have today? Oh, that's a very good question. I don't know. I always wanted to do martial arts. It was always inside me. And, and I guess um, I guess it's not only martial arts. I think it's the arts themselves that I like. I, I like uh, cooking. It's an art. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, uh, I'm i grade eight uh, in piano mm-hmm. also. So um, 
uh, level eight in piano. Uh, so again, it's art, martial arts, uh, uh, architecture, it's art, you know? So I guess uh, I just love that. Um, and uh, I don't know, martial arts always wanted to uh, to move on and keep on and learning more and more and more. And if you want to do so, you have no choice. You must go to, um, you must travel to big uh, cities like Montreal. And of course, I really like that style of martial arts back then, which is what, Psycho or Kyokushin. So I really loved that. And I said, okay, this is what I want to do. And I kept on uh, doing that and always, always moving forward, forward and doing all the requirements to obtain uh, what I wanted to obtain. That's amazing. So, and also you guys in Hawkesbury, I just want to say, I love the, the what you guys do there. Like it's, you guys are doing amazing. You know, you have my support if anything you ever need. So I want to just give a first a congratulations to the newest Xi'an, Xi'an Glenn. Yes. I believe, I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think your wife achieved Yondan or Sandan finally. What, what, or someone? Yes, my wife, Joanne, Joanne Dandurin. Yeah, she did pass her Sandan levels, Sensei level, of course, uh, last December in Montreal. Yes. Amazing. Sensei Tony got Yondan and. Yes. It's a he's a brown belt, but he's one of the most big supporters of my show. Shout out to him. He he's got our throat. He's got, he just became a showdown. He, do you know what I'm talking about? He's a he's like a glasses beard. He's older. What's his name? He's a senpai now. What's do you know who I'm talking Daniel, about? Daniel Daniel That's it. Senpai Daniel. That senpai Daniel. I'm so sorry if I almost forgot your name. I just don't. It's just so many people messaged me. But yeah, I really want to give a congrats to to those to those uh members of of the dojo Shianlino because honestly, like. I love seeing people succeed, especially when they're good people like them. Well, thank you very much. Yes. And of course, uh, and I always say we are a, a very, very uh, uh, lovely team uh, <laughs> in, in Hawkesbury. <laughs> yes. Very good crowd. Very good crowd. Uh, very good uh, Kohai. And of course, uh, my, my staff with my senseis. Absolutely. Very good people. Speaking of the team you have, what do you feel makes your your because every dojo has their own recipe for success? For example, like if you go to the Saint Jean de Richelieu, a Sensei Michel has his model of what makes his dojo run successfully. If you go to Boucherville, Xi'an Pierre has his model of success. If you go to Laval, Sensei Joanne has her definition of success. What do you think makes Hawkesbury a successful dojo with the what you've built over there with everyone around you? I think that the first the first thing or the first word would be respect. I do respect my people and they do respect me. And working together, you need that word. You need respect. Okay. And then, of course, everybody are allowed. I mean, among my senseis, because we we, we teach. All right. And and uh, so among the senseis, everybody are allowed to um, to say their their words or their comments. And we talk together as a team. Uh, what do you think of this? Should we do this? Or maybe we can do that, you know, to, to for promotion or to get better or for teaching. So everybody are allowed uh, to speak mm -hmm. and always in a respectful uh, manner all the time. And of course, um, uh, I give place during teaching to my sensei. So everybody sometimes will have a little, uh, a little part of teaching. Tonight it's you and tonight will be you and you and you. And you will be teaching this part and the other one, the other part. And here we go. So everybody has a chance to evolve as well. So I think that's why it's a, it's a good success, you know. That's very important. You want everybody to feel like they're contributing instead of, uh, that's, the, that's the key, right? That, that's the key. And, and also, you know, 
always having the same ugly face uh, in front. I mean, like me teaching. So probably the, <laughs> the students, you know, sometimes they, they will have, oh, look at that. There's a new face, a new ways of explaining stuff and, and or the, the techniques, which is good. And, and sometimes because we all have a good background or uh, international background going outside uh, uh, Canada. So you learn something, I will learn something even if we do the same the same travel the same day i will i will retain some stuff shangen mm -hmm. will retain some other stuff and joanne too uh, or or tony and then after that we mix up oh yes i do remember that and then you have another i have a way of explaining it then my one of my sensei another way of explaining it so it's always interesting so for the the new kohai or the kohai on the lines it's always mm -hmm. fun different people explaining differently or little tricks to explain that technique, for example. Oh, why not? Always interesting. Amazing. I love it. I really, really love it. And, you know, now um, I got asked this because recently you became the newest director of Kick in the photo yes. with uh, Chien Serge, Chien Pierre Roulier. I can't say the last name. I'm yeah, Pierre Roulier. Yeah, Chien Pierre Roulier. I'm sorry, guys. Je suis an Anglo. When you're when you're an Anglophone, you're not. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just I can't. That's French. It's Jean Pierre, and now yourself. So, what's the goal now for Kick? Now that you're on board, because 2022 was, by all accounts, a successful year in every way. Once everything reopened, 2023 is taken off like a storm. So, what's yes. the next? Uh, what do you? How do you see the rest of 2023 going in order to help grow Kick uh, in North America? Well, this is it. Trying to do some promotion. Uh right and left to bring some new members or even uh, new dojos so it's working together trying to promote that of course and and, um, and provide the uh, students uh, seminars uh, good teaching you know exchanging between all the different dojos everybody has his uh, his uh, strength his different roots and um, that's how you can you know uh, evolve everybody by exchanging and not all, always the same people mm -hmm. so this is uh, these are some of the goals uh, that we are trying to achieve and of course uh, to promote same thing for then uh, 2024 and uh, and so on i with, i pardon yeah yeah with, with, that's fine so with like i said uh, either competitions or seminars or uh, you know exchanges like i was saying mm -hmm. between uh, uh senseis or shians in different uh, schools of course I agree. I mean, look at what, look at like, look at, you know, I got to say, you know, look at the uh, karate Joanne Fournier. They came in from a different org and look how like they've taken, they've been welcomed in the work they put in. I really got to like always give credit where it's due. That's just me. Yes. And I mean, I'm, it's the best thing you guys could have done. I'm telling you where was you when you, the story I heard of when you and Shian Pierre went into her dojo in Laval and said, oh, you yeah. guys are apart. And it was an amazing story that you Senpai heard that already. Wanted. Pardon? Uh, you heard that already? Senpai Eduardo told me the story about how uh, you and uh, Shian Pierre came in and said, look, I know you guys are in a different organization. You're not, you're, you still keep everything, but we're going to, you're going to learn the Nakamura way. And seeing what they've accomplished from top down with Sensei Joanne, her senseis, her senpais, it's really amazing to see. And if it wasn't for Sensei Joanne, uh, to a degree, I don't think I would have met Shian Pierre uh, with my podcast. And, you know, she really, uh, I got to give credit. It's because of her. Like a lot of uh, oh, what cool. what she's done, I mean, I got to really give give her credit. And, you know, she's such an, an asset and an invaluable um, team member. And uh, it's really nice to see that you guys really helped her out. Like, I love it. It's, it's an amazing story. 
Good. Good. Well, I'm I'm happy about that then. Do you have any uh funny Xi'an Pierre stories that you and him did together in Japan? Nothing crazy, but like, you know, what was one funny experience you guys have from Japan or from the competition days? Oh, like in Kuma Absolutely, yeah. One is uh, very, very interesting. Okay. okay. As you know, uh my right arm is a uh, uh, Xi'an Glen colored, mm-hmm. right? At mm-hmm. this time right now, he's Xi'an, but back then he was sensei. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were uh, we were sensei's. It was uh, in two uh, two thousand seven, mm-hmm. yeah, two seven or two eight two thousand eight. We were in New York, okay, for the competition, and we were at the meeting of the referee meetings. Mm-hmm. All right, and as you know, Chien Pierre is always translating. He was used to translate to his people, to his kohai, to his sensei, and his dojo. So suddenly we are at the meeting. Chien Glen is to my left. Well, since at that time, we understand each other. Anyway, Shen Glenn to my left, me, and then Shen Pia to my right. So we are listening, the uh, the Japanese in front, explaining uh, the, the meeting, of course, you know, explaining everything. Suddenly, Shen Pia turns to me, blah, 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 blah. What? I was so surprised. What is that? Okay, I didn't, I didn't understand what he said because me, I'm listening at the... Uh, in English, mm. you know, I'm listening to the, the meeting in English. I do understand English, of course, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Shen Glenn bowed, bowed to me. What was what is that? I said, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Suddenly, a few minutes after, again, not a few minutes, a few seconds, he turned around and blah. <laughs> so now I, I pay more attention and I realized he was translating what these guys were saying. To me and Glenn, but Glenn, he's an Anglophone, doesn't he? You understand what I mean? Yeah, saying? yeah. He was translating in French the meeting in English that we both speak English and understand. So <laughs> I started to laugh. And you know when you cannot laugh yeah. because it's a meeting. <laughs> so so Glenn bow again and he said, What? So I said he's translating in French the meeting in English. And he said, Why? I said, I don't know. But then I was like, Holding my people's <laughs> laughing so, and he kept on. Pierre kept on. So Glenn, of course, had that smile and was not listening anymore. And May could not say anything. And him, he did that four or five times. And suddenly he turned and he saw me red, red. And <laughs> he said, "I'm tra- translating to you." I said, "Yes." You know, when you're laughing like this, he said, "Well, of course, I don't need you understand English even better than me." I said. And he said he then told me to stop. I said I could not. I was like I could not tell him to stop. I was laughing so much. Anyway, so remains a good a good story. That uh, yes, absolutely, it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome, Matt. That is such an awesome story. I love it. There's always something funny that Shian Pierre has, and this is one of those stories that he'll probably be like, he's like, he'll be like, yes, I remember that and whatnot. Um, well, of course, he does remember because we made fun of him uh, a few times, you know, depending where we were about that story, you know. So I could not tell him to stop mm-hmm. because I was laughing too much, you know. Like you know, you, you can't you can't laugh and you're laughing mm-hmm. and you're red and you're all cramped inside. Mm-hmm. So yes, so suddenly when he realized, he said, "Well, well, could have told me." Could not, <laughs> especially when you're with like the the brass, like from Japan, like the high, like the like all like the the elite of the elite of Japan. Yeah, you, you cannot mess around. You no, no, no. To... So that's why, that's why I was trying to remain calm, you know. But my God, I was like laughing, laughing inside. But hey, that's how it goes. It was a very, very nice story. 
Amazing. That's an amazing battle. That's a good one there. Uh, Shan Lino, you know, obviously I have one, I have one. So obviously, you know, that was like my last question. Is there anything like you want to say like about like based on like today, like and what any feedback you have for the podcast I do? Because honestly, like I would appreciate anything from the let like the ones who are experts in their field always helps to get like a pointer or two if I'm doing something right or wrong. So I want to ask you like anything you have to say uh, for about today's conversation. Well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, podcast. It's very uh, it makes me it makes me feel great about that. Uh, what else um, regarding martial arts and of course Kyokushin and uh, Nakamura uh, family organization? Um, as you know, I've been in the different organizations, and for now, this one uh, I would say is uh, the top one. Very well organized, and I would recommend uh, anybody to join either some of the dojos uh, from around uh, Canada or even the United States. Uh, I would recommend everybody to uh, to join us, of course. And now, of course, hey, uh, uh, now it's a podcast, so it's everywhere on the air on YouTube, right? Yeah, so I would recommend be. everybody from every country, you know, to join. So, uh, yes, it's a very good family. We are well-treated in Japan with uh, Suzui Nakamura and Daishio, of course, Nakamura. We were well, well accepted and received from these guys. So uh, I think it's a very good organization. Uh, they taught us well uh, last uh, last uh, November when we went. Uh, these guys were amazing sharing uh, their um, experience, their knowledge. So, uh, and me, I'm promoting a lot of this uh, Nakamura Kyokushin family and uh, hope everybody or a lot of people can join us and work with us uh, uh, with this good, this good uh, respect and knowledge of this family, of course. Amazing. I really want to thank you for coming on, Xian Lino. You know, it's such an honor to have you on finally because we've been wanting to do this and uh, it's a big, it means a lot to me. And, you know, I'm really, you know, you have my support. And if you ever want a Drew Spirience hoodie, let you know. So anyone in Hawkesbury wants this hoodie, just DM me. Listen, I might take a bit of time. It's it's new to me, this merchandise line. Okay. But hey, you know, I, I'm with Nakamura. I'm part of the family. So let's all support each other. So Xian Lino, where can people connect with you if they want to take up karate? Of course. Um, uh, well, uh, should I give my what my phone number, I guess? No, like web page and... Uh, oh, web page? Yeah, yeah, yes, like... it's uh, Kyokushin Hawkesbury. Mm-hmm. Kyokushinhawksbury at gmail.com. Or, well, kyokushin.hawksbury at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, the uh, the the webs. this is the, 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 the Gmail. And the website is uh, kyokushinhawksbury. Of course, uh, I do have a nice uh, website with a lot of information, uh, mm-hmm. French and English. And uh, of course, uh, people can join us over there and they can even ask uh, questions on the website. We'll answer them or then we can tell them where to uh, where to join us, of course, to participate to their first uh, uh, classes. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Shian, once again, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. Huge honor to have one of the directors of Kick come on. I've had Shian Pierre Cataford. And I'll have you have had you have had Sensei Joanne. I've had Sensei Tony from your school. And next up is Sensei Corinne, hopefully. It's, it's in the works. It's in the works. And uh, keep on being amazing. You know, honestly, I love what you guys do. And I hope when I, when I come down to Hawkesbury, I'm hoping to come down soon just to check out the dojo. And I'll make sure to do like a vlog, like, you know, with like like a vlog and like, you know, make put like why Hawkesbury is an amazing dojo. So, yeah, I just really want to say thanks for coming on, Xi'an. Well, you're welcome to my dojo anytime. And especially now it's summertime. So we do train outside. <laughs> nice. Just on the island in Hawksbury near the river. It's 
Marvelous, marvelous, very beautiful. Excellent. So everyone, if you love combat sports, you love martial arts, hit the like, share, subscribe button to the Drew Experience. We're growing fast. We're growing bigger. We're taking Nakamura to the next level if you're in North America and worldwide, actually. So hit the like, share, subscribe button. And make sure to follow Xi'an Lino. Give his school some thought if you're looking to take up martial arts. Drew Experience out.